0: Palm Sunday, what is the application? You know, you've been to many uh, Sundays before Easter and, of course, Easter services. What is the application for your life? Is it? We just don't want a, a nice sounding message and a message that we already know. You know, uh, the, the children, they start learning the Bible through Bible stories, you know. And that can become to us like an Easter story. It's the beginning of, you know, the, the week, it starts on Sunday. And Palm Sunday, of course, uh, is where they were putting down palm leaves. And it says that in John, let's look at John chapter 11. We want some application. That's what we want, some application. Anytime you miss a message, you can go online and you can listen to the message or you can download it on your iPod or MP3 player and you can listen to it while you work in the yard. Verse 38. Now, this is an account, and I'll just tell you about what was going on here without reading every verse. But this was speaking of when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. In verse 39, he said, Remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the deceased, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. And Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you believe... You will see the glory of God. And so they removed the stone. Lazarus uh, came forth and he told them in verse 44 to unbind him, let him go. Verse 45 says, therefore, many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what had been done, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them the things which Jesus had done. Therefore, the chief priests and the Pharisees convened a council and were saying, What are we doing? For this man is performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, all men will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. So they were concerned about themselves. Verse 53. So from that day on, they planned together to kill him. Therefore, Jesus no longer continued to walk publicly among the Jews, but went away from there to a country near in the wilderness into a city called Ephraim. And there he stayed with his disciples. Now the Passover of the Jews was near. And many went up to Jerusalem out of the country before the Passover to purify themselves. So they were seeking for Jesus and were saying to one another, as they stood in the temple, what do you think? That he will not come to the feast of all? Now, the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he was to report it so they might seize him. Now, therefore, Jesus, in, verse, in chapter 12, verse uh, 1, six days before the Passover, came. he came to Bethany where Lazarus was where he was raised from the dead. Now, one of the things that was going on is that the Pharisees were upset because he raised Lazarus. And when you raise Lazarus, of course, the people are going to start believing because of the dead raised. But the only problem is that they said, that we're going, to, we're going to get rid of Lazarus, and then we're going to get rid of Jesus. Because if I get rid of the, the evidence, then we don't have to be concerned about it anymore. We'll kill him. We'll kill Lazarus. So they are all waiting to see whether Jesus is going to come. And it's an interesting situation is because when he comes with his triumphant the entry, they start putting branches down. Now, these branches were from palm trees, it says in, in John. They're from palm trees. Now, the palm tree is <laughs> uh, it, it, a, a fruit-bearing tree. This one was, they believe, the theologian blade. And so they grow sometimes 90 feet or more. That's high. yeah. And the top of them have large feathery leaves about 9 feet long. So you have these long leaves that they're laying down for Jesus. So let's go to Matthew, Matthew's account. And let's see what Matthew says about this triumphant entry. In verse 1, now when they have approached uh, Jerusalem, and had come to Bethrit, uh, there at the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus sent two disciples saying, Go into the village up opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey there, tied, and a coat with her. Untie them, and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say to them, Lord, the Lord has need of them. And immediately they, they will send them." This took place to fulfill what was spoken, by the prophet say to the daughter of zion behold your king is coming gentle and mounted on a donkey even a coat the foe of a beast of burden what can we apply in our own lives to this now most kings of course most kings uh, when you look at, at uh, history, they're going to come with, in, in war. They're going to come, you know, like riding on a horse with a sword or with all the spears and everything, with the entourage. They're going to come with all the hosts and everything. They're coming to take over. But see, Jesus came on a coat. And you say, well, why on a coat? You say, why not a horse? See, he's not coming to take over in the natural sense as they thought, you see, even though he's going to take over, that's for sure. But it's a spiritual thing. It's not a natural thing. And we have to start thinking spiritually and not naturally if we are going to image and be like the king of kings. You see, he's coming gentle. He's coming with compassion. He's coming with humility. He's coming like He wants us to come. When we go in our workplaces, when we're in our homes, are we gentle? Are we humble? Are we considerate? Are we compassionate in our homes? We have to apply it to us because when you come into a place, the King of Kings is coming in because He's coming in you. you the Holy Spirit is in you. The anointing is in you. So when you're in your house with your children, the anointing is not when you're in this church service, in this building. The anointing is in your home. If you allow the anointed one to come through you. You're supposed to be gentle. You're supposed to be not coming uh, when things are not going your way in warfare. You're supposed to be coming in peace. Because after all, Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace, isn't He? And so we're supposed to, as James said, we're supposed to sow us, you know, the seed of righteousness, really. We're supposed to be sowing it so that those who make peace will receive peace. We're supposed to be sowing it. Then says his disciples went and did. Just as Jesus has instructed them and brought the donkey in the coat and uh, laid their coats on them. And he sat on the coats. Most of the crowd spread their coats on the road. And others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them in the road. The crowd was going ahead of him. And those who followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Save now, Lord. Help now, Lord. Hosanna. That's what they're saying. They're recognizing him as a Messiah. They're recognizing him as a King of Kings. They're recognizing him as a son of David. He's coming, and so we're going to honor him. We're going to lay our coast down. We're going to take branches. We're going to lay them down. so that so there's, there's, We're ushering him into Jerusalem because he's coming to take over. the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And when he had entered Jerusalem and all the city was stirred, saying, Who is this? And the crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. And Jesus entered, entered the temple, which is the second time that he entered the temple. Another time when he entered the temple was in the, and cleansed the temple was in the beginning of his ministry. And he drove out all those who were buying and selling in the temple and overturned the tables of money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. And he said, is it written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you are making a robber's den. Now, how can we apply that? He did not say that they were robbing people. He said, you're making a robber's den. That means the robbers are there. That's where they abode, in the, in the temple. Saying. They were doing things that they were not supposed to do. The Pharisees, uh, the priests, they, they were trying to make extra money to supply for themselves. Because after all, they had a sacrificial system. So they had to have doves. You know, the poor had to have doves to sacrifice. You know, they had uh, all these pilgrims came from all over to come to Jerusalem to celebrate so you know that they have to have some uh, change of money in order to buy things because the law said that, you know, you, you can you can uh, sell what you had and then come to the place and then buy something and then you can sacrifice it and partake of it. So they were there to help the people, but they were doing more than that, you see. They were doing more than that. And God says that I'm going to purify the hearts of these people. Because after all, it's the heart, not the actual acts that really is a problem. The foundation of all of us uh, needs to be a cleansing of our heart. And so I want to make application to this and submit it to you that when the king of king is coming, the king of king is coming for a particular reason. He's coming to cleanse. He's coming to purify. He's going to come to set things in order so that we can be more like him. You remember when he cursed a fig tree? And we know this is a symbol, right? It's symbolic of where when he says, okay, there is a fig tree. I'm hungry. I'm going to go over there and get something to eat. Well, a fig tree is going to bear, uh, going to have leaves, foliage, before, about 40 days before the fruit comes. And Jesus knew this. And so he went over expecting to see somewhat fruit, okay? It was a symbol for Israel, for Jerusalem, for the Jews, that I'm expecting some fruit out of you. And so symbolically, I'm going to curse this tree because it's going to wither from the roots. And you got to understand that if there are no fruit, then I'm going to kill the roots. How can we apply this to our lives as Christians? We call ourselves Christians, right? I call myself a Christian. How can I take this example of a miracle that he did with a fig tree and apply it to my life? I can say, God, what I want to do is that my proclamation of being a Christian is like leaves on a fig tree. Those leaves are supposed to tell everyone that there's fruit and they can come and partake of the fruit that's coming from the root of the tree. If I'm supposed to have fruit, then I'm supposed to not say I'm a Christian, but walk the talk. Am I not? So therefore, my words should be that, represent Jesus Christ, should it not? My actions should be that, that should represent Jesus Christ, should it not? See, the fruit that I'm going to produce, I'm really not going to produce it. I'm going to be a vessel that will bear fruit because of the fruit person that's in me. The person, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of it, not the fruit of you, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. What else is it? Joy, peace, patience, goodness, temperance, mercy. All these things. Faithfulness. Those are fruit that's supposed to be coming from within you because of the root that's in you, the Holy Spirit. So when we say we're a Christian, it's like leaves. Foliage. And therefore, we're supposed to be who we are. We're not supposed to be hypocrites like the Pharisees. The Pharisees were hypocrites because they said one thing, but they did another. That's why Jesus said, well, do as they say, but don't do as they do. They sit in Moses' seat. I want to, on Palm Sunday... I want to not just think of a you know the Easter story, the beginning of Easter story. I want to think of I want my life changed. I want to tell me something that I can use this and apply Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So when I come Sunday, then I'm gonna get another application to what Easter is all about. Is it Easter coming up? Right. It's Easter coming up. Let's look at um, Psalm 24. Marvelous Psalm. Marvelous Psalm. It tells us a lot of things in Psalm 24. It tells us that the earth is the Lord's and all it contains. It doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong to you. Your children really don't belong to you. Those of you who have children. Because he has given us children to rear, to bring up in a nurture and ammunition of him, of the Lord. And then release them back to him. He wants actually children who... You know, he wants a holy, he wants a holy generation coming up. Yeah. He really does. And so we're supposed to be good stewards of our children. And we're supposed to be bringing them up. And we're going to share a little bit more about that and have some of the children to take part in the service next Sunday. But he says that all it contains, the world And those who dwell in it belongs to him. I don't have to be upset with somebody and judge somebody or their motives or anything else because everybody belongs to the Lord. And so it's his responsibility, not mine. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord? We're talking about purification. We're talking about the king of glory coming in. He's coming in to cleanse. He's coming in to purify the temple. Who's the temple of the Holy Spirit? We are. We all are. He's not coming in to vacuum this church. He's coming in to vacuum our lives. You know? That's what he's going to do. Our heart. That's what he's going to do. So who may ascend to the Lord? So this is a Psalm of David. And so you can picture them going up to the city, uh, the city of Zion. They're going up. Because it's on a hill, they're going up, and they're 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 singing this psalm. See, it's not not just words that they memorize. This is a song they're singing, and they're saying, "Who who may ascend to the Lord, to the hill of the Lord, and who may stand in His holy place?" The whole basis of it is purity. That's the whole basis of it. That's why when he his triumphant entry is going to be a purification. So when you say, "I want the I I want a king of kings to come in." I want the king of kings to come to my house. You are asking for the king of kings to come purify my house. You're asking for the king of kings to come to my you know, body, my temple, and purify my temple, my body. If we're saying we want the king of kings to come in. And so we do, don't we? And so he says that he who has clean hands, we're talking about purity. He who has a pure heart, we're talking about purity. Who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood. Not sworn deceitfully. We're talking about purification of the tongue. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of those who seek him, who seek his face, even Jacob. So we do want to seek the face of the Lord. Don't we? Yes, we want to seek the face of the Lord. Because, see, when you seek the face of the Lord, you see, you then can be changed when jacob sought the face of the lord jacob was changed wasn't he he sought him he wouldn't let him go he said i i, got, I have to have a blessing i'm not gonna let you go so he touched him and they changed he's changed his name because he purified him see jacob was uh one uh when he just, just as deceitful you know uh he wants to play tricks on people he say one thing and do another, just like Laban did him, you know, what he sow, he's going to reap, you know. Uh, he fooled his father, you know. Um, that's what Jacob was. Do we want the king of kings to come in? We have five said that. The rest of you he said, I don't know whether I want this purification or not. I don't know, brother. I don't know, you know. Well, see, they want it because they're going up to Zion, and they're saying yes. So then it's a pause. And then they come and say, lift up your heads, O gates. So if they're going to come in, it's like gates. It's like doors. And so they're saying that, hey, if the king of kings will come in, you're going to have to lift up your heads because we are here. We are here to praise God. We are here to glorify God. We want the presence of God to be in this place. So lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, because, see, Zion was not... Uh, Belonged—it didn't belong to Israel from the beginning, did it? Uh, David had to take the city, didn't he? And he had to take it from the inhabitants who were who were uh, not 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 uh, God's people, you know. And so these these ancient doors, these ancient doors, they're speaking back because they're saying, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I don't know whether I want this King of Glory to come in," because they said that the King of Glory may come in. Who is this king of glory that they, these, these doors and these gates are saying, you know? Who, who is this king of glory? I don't know anybody by that name. And, of course, when David uh, was going to take the city, they were laughing at him and making fun of him and telling him, you're not going to take this city because this city is, you know, it's like a, a stronghold. You're not getting in here, you see? So they're saying, who is this king of glory? We don't know any king by that name. You know, they, they had many gods back then. They don't, they don't know what this king of glory is. And so it's, it's like a drama, dramatization of, of the, the ancient gates talking to the, the worshipers that coming up to Zion. And it says that, uh, who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Do you know that when Jesus came in, he was the king of glory. He was strong, mighty in battle. But he came in meek because just because you have authority don't mean that you had to flaunt it, do you? And so I tell you, you don't have to raise your your voice at, at, at your children, you know, because raising voice doesn't say you have authority. You have authority because of who you are and who's within you and who you represent. And it says that, "Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of Glory may come in." Who is this King of Glory? They're saying again, the Lord Yahweh, the Lord of hosts. He is the King. Of glory. How are we gonna make application to that today? When you leave this service, how are you gonna make an application that that the King of Glory? This is Palm Sunday. We should be honoring the King of Kings. We should be ushering Him in. Uh, we, we know that Easter's coming up. We know that uh, that the. The betrayal is coming up. We know that the crucifixion is coming up. We know all those things are coming up. God and them is coming up. And so, we want to usher this thing in because we, we we want the King of Glory to come in. Well, if you want the King of Glory to come in, then we say, God, purify me. Purify my heart, oh God, because... Uh, I just, I'm not what I should be. Purify my lips, oh God, because I don't say things I should say. Purify my, my attitude, Lord, because I don't think the way I should think. And sometimes I get, uh, the complaining about things I shouldn't be complaining about. Lord, help my unbelief. I say I believe in you, Lord, but God, I know I don't believe, I, I, I don't believe like I should because I don't obey James. Oh, the tongue is a root. Oh, it's, it's just an evil member. It's a small member in our body. It defiles our whole body. It sets on course our whole life. Oh God. I know that Lord. Help my tongue. Help my attitude. Help my heart. Because my heart is going to make my tongue speak. My attitude's going to make my tongue speak. God I don't want to be in bitterness. I don't want to be uh, 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 you know like a chip on my shoulder. Everything somebody say. Everything somebody do. I'm going to jump all over them, you know. God I don't want to do my husband like that. I, and your husband said you say I don't want to do my wife like that. I don't want to do my children like that. I don't want to do my grandchildren like that. I don't want do like to do that Lord. Help me. That starts to seeking God. That starts to say, God, come on in. Purify me, O oh God, because I want to be obedient to your word. That's what we're asking for on this Palm Sunday. Are you asking for that? Because that's what we want. We don't want to be just another Palm Sunday leading up to the Easter. We don't want that. We want to be changed. We don't want, we don't want to be a fig tree with with, with foliage all over it, leaves all over it. We are Christians, yay, we are Christians. And then out of our mouth comes blessings when we're in church, and then when we get home, we get all cursing, you know? Uh, and cursing is not profanity, necessarily, it's just speaking bad things, speaking evil, you know? We don't want to do that. Let's be changed, body. Let's be changed this day, okay? Yes, things don't go the way I want them to go all the time. They don't, you know. I get discouraged sometimes. Uh, I have to be honest with you, I really do get discouraged sometimes when I, when I see the natural things that I know shouldn't be. When I see things that, oh, God, why is this? God, what's wrong, Lord, you know? But I have to get an attitude adjustment, you know, and I say, God, you come in, Lord. It's not anybody else. It's me, Lord. It's me who is in the need of prayer. It's me who want to, want to change, Lord. Don't try to change my mate. Don't try to change my children. Don't try to change others in the body of Christ, Lord. Don't try to change anybody else in another church, Lord. Just change me. Change me, Lord. That's what we're saying today on Palm Sunday when we are laying our coats down, when we are honoring the Lord. We're saying, King of Kings, come in. And then he is saying, open up your heart then Open up the doors of your heart. Oh, ancient doors, open up. I'm big. I'm strong. I need to come in. I can't come in a little, little peephole. I can't slide under the door. Open the door wide. I want to come in. We're going to end service uh, with um, a praise song because it's about the king of kings. It's about the Lord of Lords. Lord. It's about... God, We always want to end with God, don't we? want to end with God. We're in it a little different today than we're ending it, or we've we been in it. We're in it today with a little music. And then I'll come back and say a few words, and then we'll close our service. So if the worship team will come up, we'll close the service. And I want you all to sing this song of everything that's in you because today is Palm Sunday. The day is the day we lay down our coats. We we you know we put the palm leaves, you know, uh, figuratively we put the far, palm leaves down. We're saying, "Come in, King of King, come in," you know, meek mild, come in, come in. Let's everybody stand. We'll sing one song and close it out. We've asked them to bring the children back in because uh, some of the worship team members, they were with the children. And since they won't be here for five minutes or so, then they'll be fine. They need to sing about the King of Kings.
1: Ah. Alleluia. Holy Lord.